welcome to New Moon Movie Night, a moon-synced movie review show, hosted by Syra and Neve. And now welcome Neve with the first segment. <laughs> Nerd! Happy feast days, happy days of the dead. The veil is getting thinner. What will you let in? This is the new moon in Scorpio. It is the harvest moon. And while we know that harvest moons and full moons are often about reaping what we sow, new moons are about planting seeds for what we want to grow. But this is harvest time. This is the fall. This is a time when we are pruning and getting rid of the parts that we don't need anymore. And so that is in order to make room for new growth. And that is the incentive of this new moon. This new moon in Scorpio is asking you to face difficult emotions difficult emotional patterns that maybe you have been attached to without knowing why, different ways of communication, habits that no longer serve you, you're going to be able to let those go and you need to let those go. This new moon also coincides with a partial solar eclipse. So this is all about change. This is about big, big change in our lives. And it is about letting go and letting that change happen as it needs to happen. We often move through life wanting to find a balance, wanting to find harmony and smoothness. And this is not one of those moons. This is kind of a gritty moon, but it's going to be fun too. Letting go and letting in the change can be fun, can be exciting, can be exhilarating, and it can also be really painful. So this is the moon to let the change happen in your life, to let go of old patterns that aren't serving you, and especially because of the influence of Venus, especially in the realms of interpersonal relationships in terms of vulnerability, how you allow yourself to be vulnerable, how you receive others' vulnerability, a moon to shed our skin with. Letting, letting go of old ideas about yourself too is really crucial at this time so that you can let in the twinklings of a new story. That was Moon Nerd. From here on out, there will be spoilers for the 2022 film, Fresh. Content warnings include discussions of cannibalism and murder for revenge. And now, here's Syra. Well, we're back. Woo! It is my pick. It is Neve's pick. And Neve picked Fresh, directed by Mimi Cave. What I am bringing is one trailer watch on Hulu where I was like, 
I don't know what this movie is about. And it looks kind of sexy and kind of scary and maybe like boundary pushing in some kind of way. And it's a horror movie. So I was intrigued. I watched it. Um, I think I watched it while drawing, which always tends to influence my watch of things because I'll have like a pleasurable experience that also has to do with my drawing. And then when I am just watching the movie by itself, it's a different experience. (laughs) But I really enjoyed this movie the first time I watched it. And the second time, I felt like a little less enthused. But I understand the things that I liked about it, which is like a certain kind of like rudeness in body horror. Like a certain, that's what I'm bringing to, to this watch. What about you, Syra? What are you bringing? Um, I bring nothing. I was, if you would, uh, fresh to this film, but <laughs> didn't have a thing. Uh, this was, yeah, you're one of, we both have had 11th hour picks, you know, it happens. So yeah, I, I heard of it when you told me it was one of the possibilities. Yep, <laughs> it was an 11th hour pick for me. <laughs> so, you ready to summarize? Oh my god. Let me try for this salacious, sensational, suspenseful 60 second summary. Noah is having a hard time dating. She's like, dating just isn't for me. She has a best friend named Molly. Molly's like, I date women. Maybe that's the solution. Um, Noah ends up meeting a guy in the produce aisle at a grocery store and he's all like try these grapes and she's all like here's my phone number and then they get together pretty soon after that um they have some drinks they talk about their family histories and they end up hooking up then she oh no am i towards the end okay so then he drugs her and reveals to her that he's going to sell her meat and she meets some other women who that also is happening to but then she kills him by the end and it happens to her friend too but they get out thank you for being a friend (laughs) thank you for being a friend do I need to do it again? no I can't This was your first time watching it. So you had seen it before. So I thought you said you only saw the trailer, but then you kind of thought you'd seen it all the way. No, I saw the trailer before watching it, and then I watched it. All drunk. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So as my first watch, you were giving me first dibs on notes. Yes, I would love to hear your notes and to engage with your notes, please. Okay. Let's see. My first note was, okay, as far as, like, first date, like, worst first dates go, pretty bad. Racist, sexist, scarf-wearing, you would look great if you wore a dress type comments, right? 
calls her a stuck-up bitch when he turns her down. It, it's like the thesis of the movie becomes pretty clear, talking about the, like, consumability and also disposability of, like, femininity. Mm-hmm. So I see that as, like, going to be a thing. I then noted the fact that everywhere all the time is dark in this movie. Like, even when we're outside in the daylight, there's, like, deep, dark shadows. Um, which is not something you normally see on film. Uh, so that was, it, it, it got bad in parts, parts because we were watching it in the middle of the damn day. <laughs> so it's like bright outside and then the screen was so dark, it was like hard to see what the fuck was happening sometimes. It really was. Um, but then I noticed even when it was supposed to be like in the park during the day, it looks like street lights should be on. Like it looks like dusk. Um, yeah. Long ass shadow. Um, Puzzle Piece was the name of the dating app. I thought that was funny. Um, I said, as soon as Sebastian Stan showed up, uh, he is so unsettling to me when he's not Bucky. And I just wanted to unpack that for a moment because I realized how (laughs) fucked up that was of me to say. That he's unattractive to me when he's not, like, a disabled, traumatized, like, warrior. Like, that's when he's the sexiest to me. Otherwise, when he looks like just like a clean-cut man, I'm like, ew, get it away. Um, I noted that there was a lot of beautiful and bizarre food shots, right, food jam. Uh, yes. And that's when I knew that we were going to do a cannibal thing. Um, that was when I felt sure of it, when we were, like, making even, like, vegetables look weird, like, in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, and making, like, the... The duck hanging in, like, a restaurant looked, like, really, like, bizarre. Um, We definitely get that right away. We get the close-up also of, like, a crab in a tank. Yeah. So even, like, live captive food that's going to be eaten. We see, like, close-ups of mouths licking and, yeah. There's a shot in the grocery store right before the, like, semi-meat cube. Of a man sticking his finger into milk. I did not notice that. Yeah. It was very unsettling. It's like a man opening the cap of some milk and sticking his finger in it, just like tasting it. And I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go make friends with some folks if I want milk. Uh-oh. 100%. <laughs> You're like, this movie made me vegan, but not for the reasons you think. <laughs> Oh my god! I was like, I did feed us with this movie, and you said something about it. And when I, we, I had a no talking rule during the movie. Yes, um, which was very hard for me. <laughs> what I held in was, uh, I've eaten watching Hannibal a lot, and so I was having a lot of direct comparisons between this movie and Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Um, as like another very like modern, sleek, cannibal thing, right? Um, and Hannibal was somehow more like painterly and romantic mm. in the display of food, and this was a little bit more like detaching and disgusting and almost like goofy. And it got dark through that, right? But like, there was something in it that didn't get me as directly like horrified. Like, I see. The way that the yeah the Hannibal way that they were illustrating the food I don't know if that show you've watched I haven't okay there's just a lot of like 
sensual, beautiful food preparation scenes. Like, shit that I love. But then, like, you go, oh, shit, this is the person. He's, like, oiling and cutting this beautiful piece of meat. And then we have to, like, kind of come back. And whereas this was, like, more grotesque, right? Where it was, like, yeah. showing you a whole leg. And I'm not as, what's the right word, like, tricked by it. Which is what the part of what made the Hannibal portrayal, like, feel personally disgusting. Mm. Where it's like you understand the seduction of the Hannibal character in how they showed the cannibalism. Whereas, like, I had more of the standard horror movie feeling about Sebastian Stan's, like, killer character, where I'm like, I, I see this man in public, even if he's trying to smile at me and compliment me, I'm fucking running, I'm running. I'm not going to his house alone, even if my friend is there. Like, I'm holding up with, like, 20 cars in the yard waiting for me to come out. Like, so he just feels like Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the character felt terrified from the second he came on screen. Like, he was not charming. That was in my notes. It's like, not charming. I don't care how bad my last date was. Oh, and I wanted to ask you, who would get your grocery store number? Like, who would the person have to be? Because I was like, for me, it's not Sebastian Stan. Like, that's not who's going to trick me into going somewhere dangerous. That's... Just by being, like, hot and charming. I just was thinking about that the whole rest of the movie, where I was like, who is hot enough to me that I would be distracted by their compliments and not notice that they had, like, super killer vibes? I can't think of somebody. <laughs> I think that I, this is a horrible thing to say, to be like, oh, who would I maybe get murdered by? It would be to say, Chalme. So quick. To me. To me. Oh. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> you have the power. Oh, no. I would let you touch me with grapes at a grocery store. What about your imaginary, maybe not imaginary, niece? Anyway, <laughs> I think that that was real. I do think that was real. Because he just had a whole ass life. Yeah. Yeah. Family. Yeah, no, just like that wife showed up, I, I fully wrote, she knows. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, look at her weird, strict blonde bob. She knows what's happening. She's just like pressing her face in the mirror. To <laughs> mimic the way he lifts her head in a weird way when he kisses her. That was very unsettling. After not charming, I said, this is feeling like the black friend trope. Mm -hmm. Through the first, like, solid third of the movie, the only things that Molly talks about are Noah's relationship updates. We don't get anything else until Molly is searching for Noah. So I just, that was my one kind of, like, it's Mimi Cave's first directing situation. I think so. She's known also for the vessel, but I don't know what her job was on that. Okay. Well, I, I've got IMDb action. Okay. Yeah, so it's written by Laura Kahn, K-A-H-N, uh, Lauren, with a Y. Uh, Lauren Kahn. So that's my one, like, kind of writerly thought note is that like we could have gotten we see her work and she's like talking to her friend at work about her friend's love life doesn't right. respond to anything about her life we don't get like we could that scene could have gone on like a beat longer and we could have gotten some other detail about Molly um, other than she's willing to make 
She's got long, like enough space at her job to make personal calls. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was a big, a big note of mine on this watch was I was like, Molly only ever talks about Noah's what's going on for Noah and like is cheering her on basically. Yeah. And then we get information about her past exactly through her looking for Noah when she realizes, oh, Noah went on this weird trip with this dude that she just met at the grocery store and she just keeps extending her trip (laughs) and sending me weird ass texts. Yes. Okay, so when she first showed up, I was like, please don't let this be that trip. And then the second time where it felt like that is when they try and explain Molly's emotional intelligence as though it's part of her queerness and they don't mention her blackness at all. They're like, oh, well, women who date women are more, like, emotionally intelligent because, like, emotional dependence is the thing between us. And they talk about, like, her gay emotional intelligence. And I was just sitting there like, there's a big black elephant in the room. Yes. She's also, like, had a very different kind of life because she's black. So maybe that's also why she suddenly has all this wisdom that you don't know of. Right. You don't know, Noah. Um, <clears throat> my first note about their date of Noah and Steve slash, what was his other name? Brendan. Brendan. Uh, Brendan Steve. When... He says reconstructive surgery, and she says plastic surgery, but no one clarifies more than that. I was like, nope, girl, ask more questions, ask more fucking questions. Like, that could mean a lot. There's a lot of specialties. Yeah. Those things are not fully overlapping. Like, those are Venn diagrams of, of kinds of surgical work. Like, you need to... Uh, and that, that was continually part of why I felt the, like, uh, less of, like, this could happen to me fear, which is, like, what some horror movies give me, give you, right? Yeah. And then, like, they're, they're the ones where you're like, oh, don't go there, bitch. What are you doing? Like, I had that, more of that experience with a lot of this movie where I was like, ask that man more questions. Don't just say yes because you think he's pretty. Yeah. What do you do? Like, that, I had a lot of that. Uh, I said the music and the edit did a lot of their chemistry work for me. I don't think they had much chemistry when they were just like in plain romantic scenes. I agree. I feel. How do you feel about their pairing? Mm -hmm. I I mean, I felt like their repartee was kind of cute. Like they had, they had banta. Mm -hmm. Um, As they say on Love Island. Um, But I agree that they did a lot of like cutting and making it romantic or eerie or both with music and like the weird dance sequence that happens when he like has her to dinner after she's already been captured. Oh, I was talking about their first date. Oh, okay. To forward to the like end of the movie. Yep. Sorry. Um, I thought you meant their chemistry in the movie in general. No, I mean, like, when they were just, like, being romantic at the very first dinner, I don't think they had much chemistry. I think the two actors had the most chemistry when they were, like, having that fucked up dinner at the end. 
and there was all this other like weighty stuff going on and it was like fake on all these levels right but I think when Noah's character like wasn't aware of that and they're just supposed to be like oh they're having like yeah straight girls fantasy like that didn't you know I do love a rom-com I love a romance story like it didn't sell that because I was already creeped out by him so even the moments they were trying to get to be like oh it could be cute in that first right date so I was wondering if you felt like the first date felt like it was actually cute and romantic to you no it felt like they were kind of awkward at first and then the editing dipped us right into like oh they're having a really great time and they're really into each other so I definitely agree that the chemistry wasn't there initially made the sex scene really clearly unsettling even the subtitles of like unsettling music like right before their sex scene started mm-hmm. and so I, I appreciated that they weren't trying to like confuse the audience like the character was being confused like the suspense it was a different kind in that moment like mm-hmm. we know this is a bad thing happening for, as the audience because the music is like discordant and like weird Oh yeah, when he says I don't eat animals, that was my com- like confirmation we were gonna be cannibal shit. Yeah. And yeah. At first, yeah, it was the weird food chest, and I was like, mm. and then he said, Oh no, I don't eat animals, and I was like, Ding ding, there's our little Hannibal. Like I just fucking I knew it. Um, <laughs> uh, yep, I said this is why I don't get along with a lot of people. I have too many no's and whys. <laughs> too many it's like the same reasons that we've talked about why we might not get swept up in a cult yeah because we're like oh that feels like a weird rule to have yeah we like ask too many questions they're just gonna ask you to leave yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i just said noah girl run um you should not have gone i think that has to do with the being invited to go to the like a distant cabin with a person you've met a week ago in a grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like I would say no to my friends suggesting that they do that. Yeah. I'd be like, no, I need to meet that person first. Come come back from your weird date now, please. Like <laughs> Yeah, you're like, also, wasn't it kind of a continuous yes, date? she was already out with this person, and then it was like, oh, and now we're going to go to his house, and then go somewhere else. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, three locations on a second date is already a commitment, let alone, like, interstate travel. In Hannibal, there is a whole episode where he, like, it's real fucked up. Uh, he has somebody in his house that he's, like, keeping alive and, like, making them eat themselves. And, like, as his way of torturing this person, he didn't like and he feels like was rude to him. Um, And so I, as soon as she woke up, I wrote, this is about to be that Hannah episode. (laughs) (laughs) So we explained it. Yeah, we have, like, many scenes in that one episode of someone getting wheeled out again and again and again, like, chopped up more, a little more mad, like, eating their own meat. Like, it's super fucked. I was funny because I wrote that, and then pretty soon after, you're like, is this torturing you? I was, I was like, I'm not going to list all the horrible things I've seen happen on a film, um, but I'm good. <laughs> I'm okay. 
<laughs> this is like directly relates and parallels other things I've seen. You <laughs> just like really show the meat. Oh yeah. And show him dancing with it. Oh yeah. One of my next notes is youthful, joyful Hannibal. Because mm-hmm. Hannibal in the show is much more like austere, like European man, and this is like a jolly American dude. I kind of loved his like weird dance sequences. I couldn't watch. Even though I hated him. It made me feel so bad. It was like one of the things that made me the most nauseous, honestly. It was his like joyful dances as he's mutilating people. <laughs> that shit really made me feel sick. <laughs> that was one of the most horrific parts to me. Um, it was very effective. He was scary as shit. Uh, I think that's why I enjoyed it. I yeah. think I enjoy being very yeah. horrified because it's it a good does horror movie. An automatic like uh, in and out of my body. Yeah. <laughs> there are several moments that are like viscerally horrifying in a way that I don't always get from movies that are just gory. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I wrote during the surgery. She's awake, of course. Because that's what kind of, like, serial fucking torturer motherfucker we're dealing with. I know. I hated when he was like, you have an epidural, so you won't feel much, much, much of it. Yeah. He goes, you won't feel much. Okay. Oh, my God. I had about at least three times I was scared Penny was fake. Oh, yeah. That was the thing. At least three different times I wrote down, what if Penny's the wife? What if Penny's fake? Oh my god, I really don't want Penny to be fake. Like, I, like at least three different notes in here about Penny maybe being fake. Oh my god, I actually wondered that too the first time I watched it, and I really couldn't picture like who she could be because I often recognize actors' voices and I just didn't recognize hers. Um, but I love Penny as a character and. Then it's the actress, what's her name? So Daisy Edgar Jones is Mm -hmm. the main actress playing Noah. And then we've got Andrea Bang, who's in Kim's Convenience, playing Penny. Okay. Um, And Jonica T. Gibbs playing Molly. Cool. Wow. Jonica, she has the same name as my dad. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I said Molly found the house. Please don't go in there. And then I wrote, oh no, Molly went in alone. Um, oh, I said Sammy Ak- Akbar fought till the end, which is the name of the person who had the, left the note in the magazine. Oh, yeah. That said, if you got this, it means he likes you. Use it. Use it. Yeah. That was actually the first time that I noticed that note. So I didn't see it the first time I saw it. And then this time I was like, okay. And then I started noticing the flowers and the fact that he brings her magazines. And he probably doesn't do that for everyone. Yeah. Um, Although it made me think, like, what could liking possibly mean in this context? I think it just means he finds her desirable. In some way that he can't fully, like, deny or ignore. Because mm. he, like, wants to be around her. He feels somehow, like, lifted up or validated when they, like, laugh and have a repartee. Because he just kind of owns his wife. 
Yeah. So it's like, I think some, like, I'm sure Sammy was also like a little bit of a sassy, like dark humored bitch. Mm-hmm. So that I think makes him feel validated in a way his like wife in his whole like rich life doesn't. And so they, these people now know about this whole side of him that he keeps secret. So it, it like is some weird serial killer Stockholm syndrome on his end where he's like, well, now you know this thing about me and we're bonded, right? Like, Ooh. is what it felt like to me, even as he's like sawing your leg off. Like, yeah. now you know I'm a torturing cannibal and not everyone knows that about me. So aren't we bonded? I mean... It does kind of also play with like Stockholm syndrome yes. and Bluebeard yes. and Beauty and the Beast yes. and kind of make absurd the idea that like a woman or anyone would fall in love with her captor who was torturing yes. her. Yeah. Which I enjoy as I like a that. theme of being like, fuck no, she does not, she's not into him. She's like, playing him so hard and it's actually working yeah yeah i think when she asks him how the meat tastes and and like uh i wrote is she gonna like succeed at head fucking him and she does yeah she really fucking succeeds at working his ego working his interests his wife knows that was my next move his wife knows Yeah. yeah I actually didn't realize that she knew the first time that I watched it. What? Immediately. She came out with that little center part, and I was like, no, no. No, no. Did you also think that she was contributing to the the meat? I think she was the first contributor. That was my assumption. (gasps) Wow, okay. And was that your assumption upon meeting her or upon learning that she... I had that, like, fear, sick feeling in my gut. And then when we see her, like, getting undressed, that's when I was like, uh, that's my theory. She was the first one. Yeah, and she somehow negotiated for her life around the kids. That's my theory. Yeah. Oof. Okay, so to contextualize a little bit, who is buying the meat of these people. Oh, right. We basically see that it's some kind of, like, uh, what are those, like, ship-to-you-meal plan things? Yeah, like, literally, a meal plan, meal kit. Yeah. Um, You get them, you can get them in different forms, like, fresh and Mm -hmm. cooked and freeze-dried. I don't know. Um, A variety of forms. And all packaged, very nice. And the way that Steve, Sebastian Stan, describes it is that the his customers are the 1% of the 1%. And that what they want is something that no one else has. Um, which reminded me of like a Sandman story that I read that was like about what lengths of horror and kind of like macabre lack of like regard for human life that rich people would go to if it meant that they were in an exclusive club. This seems to be talking about cannibalism as like greed epitomized. Cannibalism as greed epitomized. Felt like 
definitely a point mm-hmm. with this group, with this 1% of the 1%. I wrote that while Sebastian Stan was having a fucking monologue about how it's love and about giving. Um, giving yourself over completely to yes. another person. Yes, as he's like taking it forcibly from others. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, I wrote eating during the cannibal show. Uh, <laughs> I didn't to myself to talk about that. We ate dinner watching that show all the fucking time. I'd often have to stop because I would be like, I'm upset. <laughs> but, I don't know why I do that, but it's, it has happened. Um, so I wrote, is he really so fucking foolish as to keep them at his own house? That was surprising, but then we realized that he has a whole other house, right? I, I didn't, that, that part, that was one of the kind of plot holes for me, where I, like, didn't, when the end came, I didn't care, because, like, emotionally, the end is pretty, like, uh, fulfilling, right? Yeah. But, like, there, there was, like, one or two plot holes. There were one or two plot holes for me. I think they, like, show his apartment, but only the inside, and that's where he keeps them. And then they show the outside of his house that he has with his wife. But that was just my impression. It might have been that his apartment was like underneath there or something. Was it underneath or was it like across the lawn? Like it was like another building across their yard. Because you're saying apartment. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I think it could have been. I can't, like, picture where it was. I was just thinking about the ending, right? Yeah. Where they're, like, running out. Oh, yeah. And then he's, like, running out, and then she, like, leaves the house. She being the wife. Leaves the house. Hearing the commotion outside. Oh, you're right. But it's not in the same building. So it is, like, on their property, maybe. But, yeah. Okay. So it's still, still a strange choice. Yeah, it's like right there on the same property. There's yeah. this house full of like tortured and partially eaten people and like a bunch of freezer rooms full of human meat. True. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, here's another plot thing that didn't come back that I thought was going to. Uh, I wrote, will the wife care that Noah is like the new infatuation. Right. Like, does she know that Brendan Steve, uh, AKA Sebastian, has like a rotating, like fixation one. Mm. Yeah. And that he fucks some of them. Like, does she know that? Does she care? Like that came up for me and that it just never came back. No, they don't really spend much time developing her at all. Um, Like, we just kind of see her literally holding herself together as she's, like, pressing her face back and down. And, like, you just kind of see her holding everything in. So I don't even know if she would process that because she just seems so loyal to him. Yeah. But also, I mean, she does go to, like, strangle Noah, so either that's, like, that could be a combo of things, like, you killed my husband, and also... But she doesn't know. Oh. There's no reason that she would know that Noah's the fixation, right? I guess not, except that Molly came to the house and said, I think 
when she came to the house, she said, I think that my friend Noah has been seeing your husband. Oh, okay, okay. That's true, that's true. Yeah, so that's the only way. way. Um, oh, I said, you can definitely tell that consumability of femininity is the point of this film. Um, because Sebastian Sands says something to the effect of, like, oh, I'm just playing to the market. But if you're talking about the appetites of, like, the rich and terrible, there would be other markets yeah. for cannibalism. Like, I don't want to get into it because it makes me dark, like, sad. But, like, that's all I'll say. Like, eating women wouldn't be the only market of people that are willing to, like, pay for human meat. That's so true. So that's, it was just, like, the movie making its own point again, right? But I thought that was one of the short-sighted kind of lines. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, I was really afraid we were going to watch Molly get her tongue taken out. When? I got really, when Molly got taken into oh. the house, I got really afraid because I was like, he's going to have to do something to silence her. Otherwise, mm. no one's going to immediately recognize her voice. Like, there's just no way around it. So, uh, I'm glad we didn't have to see that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I felt like... I was glad that the surgery scenes were not drawn out in Me any too. way. Me too. Like, the meat preparation was definitely drawn out. Yeah. But they don't make us suffer through, like, a horrible surgery scene. They just kind of show who it is, show Sebastian Stan being a freak, and then fade out. Yeah. I said uh, that... Brendan Steve puts Noah in a dress that is kind of like what I think that Scarf Man at the beginning would have imagined her in. And I thought that was funny to me. It's yeah. like this kind of uh, both overly feminine but overly juvenile at once pink dress. And also like marmy too. Yeah, like it's it like very like covered a, up. Mm-hmm. Like a school marm or school girl kind of vibe to yeah. it. Yeah. You're 65 or you're five. Yeah. Wearing this dress. And they like, yeah, put her in and been like, you're so beautiful. You look like a child's drawing of a lady. <laughs> um, I said this movie is Dusex Machina meets Hannibal. I've been saying that over and over again, but the Dusex Machina quality I, I appreciated. Still, also haven't seen. Oh my god, I keep forgetting that. I have so many things I haven't it's seen. Okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just, it's like a sci fi standard, like a modern sci fi standard to me at this point. Uh, but the thing that is similar, then I will say, is that you've got trapped femininity and like lecherous to literally devouring masculinity, all kind of trapped in a single house. Mm. And you're not sure who's going to survive and get out in some ways, in some points. So that's that's what felt similar. There's a lot of like uh, luxurious rooms that are made to feel like moving. Mm. Another kind of like visual similarity. Uh, I said it only took two dinners and he's ready to show off his trophies. This dude is gagging for it. Okay? <laughs> he is so ready to show off all the trophies. That was not hard. No. That was not hard. I thought that there was going to be more than two dates before he was like, here's the cabinet of everyone who's died here. It's like, bro, you are so confident. 
he really fell for her, like, I'm falling in love with you shtick, and it was pretty remarkable. But also, some dudes are remarkable like that. I mean, if his wife is already, like, and this is this fit with my theory, right, of, like, the wife being one of the first victims of him getting off on, like, convincing her to do it. Mm-hmm. And now that he's done that and he can't or decide not to kill her, it's, like, not... That head-fuck game isn't as hard. Mm-hmm. And so now he gets to head-fuck this new person into, like, loving him while he's gonna continue to, like, kill her. Slowly. Right. And so he's, like, loving that. And that's, I like, guess, what he, like, wants. Oof. Oh. I was, like, that's part of what he gets out of all of this, right? So... Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, he was so high on his own game. He thought succeeding. Uh, let's see. And then, yeah, that's when I was so, like, proud of her noticing Molly's things and recognizing her friend's things. Yeah. Um, I know. I like how much information is also given just through visual information. Yeah. Like, uh, Molly clocking that the text message she got wasn't right because she said, I love you. And Noah's supposed to say, I love you more. And she just wrote a heart back. So she's like, that's not Noah. And then Noah seeing her phone and seeing her stuff in the cabinet. I was like, right on. (laughs) Yeah. We watched Molly do some like light detective and was like image searching the photo that was sent and like location doesn't make sense. And, yeah, I like a lot of that stuff. And seeing Noah start to memorize her surroundings was mm-hmm. another thing that was subtly like shown. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she did. I really appreciated the like growth in Noah. She started like to crack a little bit, fucking trying to like seduce him. And she starts crying and getting a little like head fucked by her own game. Yeah, and but then she like managed to like weave it in. <laughs> Yeah, so you felt like that was a genuine crying moment? I think she really cracked, but I think, like, she knew the only way she could pull it together was to, like, acknowledge that what was happening and then make the lies real, like, as close to reality, you know? And make it be about him. Yeah, like, oh, I, I'm upset because I don't care. Like, really, she's cracking because she's realizing, like, her friend is here, too. And, and that feels more desolate. Like, the only person that would come looking. Right. Is now here. Right. Oh, And so yes. I think that's why she cracked. Mm-hmm. But she had to be like, but it's because I feel so right with you. With you <laughs> and the eating of people. Right. It's great. It's confusing for me. Like, I don't think that was, I don't think that was a good cover. Mm-hmm. Um. I said full ex mahina because there's like a dance sequence in that oh, there between is. like the captor and the captive. Um, so this movie also has a whole dance sequence. Uh, this one I like a little better just because you get some of her sinister intention through it and mm-hmm. his cluelessness through it is like really well illustrated, I think. Yeah, I love the creepy dance sequence and her face and her in that dress and all of the arm movements. I was all about that. There's a couple rounds of like trio versus him fighting uh, indoors and outdoors. Fucking love that. It's like a messy, real fight choreo kind of shit. 
where it's like people who don't really know how to fight, but are like scrapping for their fucking lives. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was really believable. Yeah. And just like getting him in the leg. There was actually a moment in The Woman King that mirrored that for me. I just liked when Penny gets him in the leg and then she like scrambles up his body. Yeah. It's like, yes. Get it. Very fucking satisfying. Uh, there was a lot of like bright cuts in there. What was that? I was having a hard time processing like what it was cutting into it. The bright cuts in the fight scene? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Yeah, there's like a flash edit to the fight scene of like blood splatter and I think there was like animals fighting like there's like a little flash cuts throughout that fight scene one of the final fight scenes okay okay i need to watch that last quarter or something because i do remember in moments when they're like we're experiencing the meat the like when we're experiencing the meat the like flash cuts to people eating things and to blood and to like the image of Satan yeah. and like stuff like that, but I didn't remember the flash cuts in the fight scene. Yeah, there's a couple, and I I remember being like, mm, I don't necessarily want to equate people fighting for their lives with cannibalism, because that's where else we use these kind of cut edit. So yeah, I don't think it's it's not equally savage to me for someone to like fight for their freedom from a captor that would kill them as for the captor to try and eat them. Right. Like, no. I don't feel like those are similar. No, I don't think you gave necessarily trying to make that comparison, but like in an overanalyzation of the edit, that's what I get. Um, oh, uh, just, I had one last note of like, is this wife going to let them get away now that she sees she's free? And I said, of course not. Uh, so I'll leave it at that. That's why I love that Molly, one, that they all get out. Just oh. gonna, and two, that Molly says, bitches like you are the problem. And she smashes her head in with the shovel. <laughs> yeah. It's literally up there with Rosario Dawson's like, high kick in terms of like final kill movements in a movie. <laughs> And I don't even like that fucking movie that much. Which movie? After. Fucking Death Proof. Oh, yeah. I saw that recently, but I... Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've watched the movie a lot. I just love Rosario Dawson. Like, so much. (laughs) Like, so much. Like, I bet... She's a soca now, and my little nerd heart couldn't pound harder about it. Oh my god. It's fine. <laughs> She's just perfect. Anyway, I will rate this movie out of bloody shovels. Yes, I'm so glad you picked that. That's a triumphant weapon for this movie. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, out of bloody shovels, I give this movie out of seven bloody shovels. I give it a four. Four. 
uh, it genuinely scared me. It's for because it did genuinely scare me at a few points, and I like that. I genuinely was like, "What the fuck is about to happen?" Um, I'm not big on cannibal stuff in general, so I probably would have picked it, and I probably won't rewatch it. Uh, it. It won't really be in my recommend rotation, but I appreciate it as like a woman's directorial debut being this, like, gross, beautiful, poignant thing. So I think it's um, above average, but it's not my shit, exactly. Cool. Yeah. That, that was... That's good. Actually, you liked it more than I thought that you would. Oh. That's cool. Yeah. No, I like dark shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know you like dark shit. I just, like... I don't know. I thought for a while I was like, it's dark and it's also like, in some ways, weirdly, like, shines a light on this dude that I don't know is like a necessary time to take up in some ways. And so that was part of what I reflected on watching it the second time. Um, even though I enjoy those sequences, but I would give it a. Five out of seven bloody shovels. Um, probably the first time I watched it, I would have given it a seven out of seven because I really enjoyed it. Um, the second time, there were parts that I thought lagged in ways that I would have just added some to certain parts and taken away in some other parts. But I do think it's a really well-done film, and I like a lot of what it's trying to say. And I like that it's a gross, like, feminist horror flick um, that has good payoff. So, five out of seven shovels. Well, see you next month. That's us, folks. Thanks to the South Seattle Emerald for their support. Head to SouthSeattleEmerald.com to read Neve and Syrah's review of this Moon's movie. Give us 5 stars and subscribe to New Moon Movie Night on Spotify. Head to Anchor.fm slash mouth to leave us a message. Suggest a film, ask a trivia question, let us hear from you. See you next New Moon.